Welcome to Teach Me Tiger, where we talk to our experty and enthusiastic pals to learn about stuff. I'm Melody Starkweather. We're currently taking a wee break, so we're bringing you today a pandemic pick from the vaults. We've carefully selected this one for its potential helpfulness during the apocalypse. Coming up is Episode 7, Size Matters, featuring guests Megan Robinson and Bridget O'Flaherty, and co-hosted by Sarah Wright. This was originally aired about two years ago, so check the show notes for current links if you want to follow any of the guests. Before I press play, I want to address what's going on right now in North America. It's June 2020, and recent deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many more people of color have raised the volume on people's hurt, anger, and frustration at the systematic racism that is absolutely rampant in our society. We at Teach Me Tiger stand with people of color absolutely and support the Black Lives Matter movement. We haven't addressed this yet in an episode, but that's in the works. We're currently sorting out the best way to use this platform to put something constructive out there. If you have feedback or ideas, by all means, reach out to teachmetigerpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's episode seven of Teach Me Tiger. Just a little more, a little more. A little more. Can you hear me? Up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Perfect. It's perfect. Good. (laughs) Excellent. Welcome to Teach Me Tiger Podcast. You send us questions and we call in some smart folks to help us answer them. We're your favorite neighbors, Sarah Wright, Melody Starkweather. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We are so glad you're here. We're so glad to see you at last. Take you off your look- coat. Beautiful. <laughs> you look beautiful today. Take off your coat and stay a while. Have a seat on the settee. Ooh. Take off your bra and stay a while. <laughs> Take off your jock strap and stay a while. No. Leave the jock strap on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my bra. <laughs> I'm not wearing a bra. Mm, she Ooh. threw it at me when she came in the door. <laughs> <laughs> she threw <laughs> she threw a jock strap at me. Ew. Sarah, Mel, how was your week? A fucking fantastic week. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. I drank less than I normally do. That doesn't sound so good. It was great. Oh, good. It was really good. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you mean it's pronounced terrible week. No, that was good. Uh-huh. It was good to do that. Clear my head a little. Um, I went shopping. Shopping avec mi madre. Do tell. Mm-hmm. So I went to Bayshore. I haven't been there in like 
eight years, man. So it sure is where I used to shop as a child yeah, to get ready for school. It's back oh, to school. Your first back to school clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really intense going into a shopping mall. There's all these stores, the people, noises. Holy shit. And the fucking stairs. Like, I don't understand why a shopping mall that's like four stories high and has these like big stairwells, they're kind of dangerous, would have a glass like uh walls. Oh. Like like the stairwell, yeah, the where you put your hands, handrail or whatever, it's all glass. Right. So it's terrifying. Like you're going down these things. And of course I have a baby strapped to me and mm, shit. It is scary with a baby. It gives you all this fucking crazy vertigo. Yeah. I thought it was just me and then my mom was like, No, it's pretty freaky and she like does that stuff all the time. I find walking with a baby on my front uh scary at the best of times. Because you can't <laughs> see your feet. Right. Yeah. It's easy to trip. It was and the best like, of times. You fall, their head smashes. That's right. what's gonna happen. Head smashed in buffalo jump. Terrifying. Terrifying. Head but smashed in what? Buffalo jump. Have you ever been there? Buffalo the... jump? <laughs> Is that what you said? Buffalo jump. Head smashed in buffalo jump. Oh. So it's like a place in the badlands in the prairies where the first people who lived there you'll have to excuse my ignorance because i don't know and i went there when i was like seven um would like once a year herd some buffaloes off this like cliff and then use them and eat them and stuff right and then (laughs) it's called head smashed in buffalo jump that's terrible (laughs) yeah yeah it's really sweet it's really nice. But I bet really that buffalo sweet. is delicious. Yeah, they they serve buffalo burgers there. <laughs> that has smashed in buffalo jump. Wow. Do they still use the uh, cliff? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. Uh, maybe. We'll have to ask someone. So, fact check. Fact check. Uh, we Beep need our um, intern we need to a fact take care check. of that for us. Yeah, let's call our intern. Uh, Sandra. Intern. In- Ew, intern. We don't know our intern's name because they're trash. They're intern. nothing to me. Intern. You're nothing to me because we're going to be stars. Stars. We're stars. <laughs> we're stars of our own show. Yeah. Yeah. Good for us. Self appointed. I was saying I went shopping and check yes. out what is what. Uh, <laughs> so Go on. I went to this store called Zara. Oh. All right. I fucking went in there with this old pair of jeans I was wearing. They're my fave jeans. They're legit 80s mom jeans from the 80s. You've seen them. Oh, I've seen them. Everyone's seen them. <laughs> They're my only clothes that aren't a jumpsuit that I feel comfy in. But I've been known to wear a jumpsuit once or twice. Jumpsuit, jumpsuit, a mechanic's jumpsuit, jumps, jumpsuit, work jumpsuit, 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 a jumpsuit, 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 jumpsuit. But they're really falling apart. So I thought to myself, I got to replace these suckers, but how am I going to do it? These are legit Gap 80s motherfuckers. First store I go into, first pair of jeans I pick up are the same. It's They're like all mom jeans. In fact, when you look at the cut of the jean, it says mom cut. Guess what, 18-year-olds? I am a mom. So yeah, I'm already so cool. Fly. I'm a fly girl. My zipper, speaking of fly, my zipper is like 20 feet long right now. Right? Like those big, oops, big mom jeans. Like, yeah. Do you have to lay on the bed to do it? No, I don't. No. So by mom jeans, like do you butt. mean that they are ill-fitting and covered in vomit? Uh, 
Yes. No. No. <laughs> I don't mean that. Oh, that's uh, that's the kind of mom jeans I prefer. Ill fit. Yeah, they're like four years out of style. Yeah. 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 The thighs are like a little too baggy. A little too baggy. The crotch the, the, the is like band loose. is just a little too tight. Little too tight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Belly band bit too tight. Thighs a bit saggy. Mm -hmm. They don't make your butt look good. The no, pockets they make are it look in the like wrong real place. wide and real flat. Ooh, yeah. I love that. I love it's me like a a wide flat behind. It's kind of like uh it's like if you took a, <laughs> a trampoline and turned it on its end. Right. You know? Oh, and you I you're actually need to tell my children. Right. <laughs> when they're bothering me, I just turn around and hit them with my trampoline butt. And and suitors. Also, it sounds like you're using it to repel suitors <laughs> with your flat trampoline butt yeah i mean chris mostly only sees the front of me so then i just put that on the rear mm -hmm. <laughs> put your put my rear put some more junk in that trunk you have yeah. to pad your pants pad the pockets oh i do <laughs> what Right now, I've, I'm actually wearing a padded crotch right now. I've stuffed the crotch of my jeans. Like yeah, Jagger. who's wearing the jockstrap now, Sarah? It's me. It was me all along. It just makes me feel more confident when people can see the shape of my large penis right. in the leg of my pants. Yeah. And I wear leather I pants so often. Yeah, leather yeah. pants come up a lot on this podcast. They really do. They really do. <laughs> uh, these, these mom pants, they have a really funny crotch. A tall crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a long butt. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're really high, so they go all the way up to your belly button, so they hold all that loose mom skin in. Ooh. Mm. That's yes. why it's called a mom jean. I was going to yeah. ask where the belly button falls. <laughs> Under the waistband. Where does the belly button fall before or after kids? <laughs> Everyone out there who doesn't have kids or has never had sex with a woman who's had kids doesn't know what we're talking about. Your belly button changes, girl. Yeah. Take out that belly button piercing. Just don't do it. You'll fucking regret it. Yeah, my belly button piercing, it's still there from like 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I could still put a earring in there. A how, like how? a dangly feather earring is what oh. I would I would put in there if I cool. could, if I had my druthers. If you had your druthers? What's a druther? If you had your druthers, you'd you put know, a dangly. The thing is I'm drinking a beer. It's like 11 in the morning. Don't expect anything to make sense. I'm loving I'm it. I'm wearing a sparkly visor. She that is. affects my intellect Brain. as well. <laughs> yes. And beautiful lipstick. Thanks. You look gorgeous today. Thank you. So do you. Yeah, thank you. Sarah's sporting a new hair color. Mm -hmm. Auburn. You remind me of like a beautiful early 90s Gina Davis. Yeah, like same in sort the of color, Field of like Dreams. That, no. <laughs> that beautiful red hair and hazel eyes and darker brows. I love it. I love it. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. Um, I was I was saying earlier, someone compared me to Claire Danes in, uh, what's that show? My So-Called Life. My So-Called Life. I almost fucking passed out. It was the biggest compliment. Wow. Wow. And I'm Jared Leto, right? Obviously. Oh, hey, could I point out something that happened yesterday between us that meant a lot to me? Oh, I want to sure. tell our listeners. So <laughs> Yeah, what is it? I was telling a story to someone. We were at uh, Melody's son's second birthday. Congratulations, Melody. I have a two-year-old. Having a baby <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> you really you. did Thank a great you. job. Really good job. Thank um, you. And I was saying something, and, and the term hurt feelings came up. And Melody had just came in at the wrong time, and she turned to me super seriously, and she was like, who hurt your feelings? I'll fucking kill them. Yeah, because I will. Uh, you hear that? You're listeners? my girl. You're my girl. You're mine. We're going to chest bump right now. Ready? Uh. 
<laughs> cool. Good for us. We did it. That's so fast. Milk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. You're welcome. Hey, I, I have a cool fact. Yeah. Helen Keller surgically had her eyeballs removed and glass eyeballs put instead of oh. the real not working eyeballs. How did you find that out? Because someone said, I said something about Helen Keller and someone was like, yeah, and her fucking glass eyes. And I was like, what? Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's true. And then I argued, I was like, no one would get their real eyes taken out to put glass eyes in. What are you talking about? Like, unless you had to, you know? Is it because she didn't like the way her real eyes looked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's it, right? That is true, though. Yes. Really? Were yeah. they, like, looking different directions <laughs> or something? Were they just, like, rolling around and They're freaking people out? Rolling around? Well, really, I don't know. Really? Or were uh, they diseased? I Why No, they she... just were, like, um, apparently it was very popular in that oh. time period to, uh, if you had, like, a shitty eye, it didn't look so good. Mm. You got, like, a nice fakie in. And apparently Helen Keller was, like, super beautiful and oh. um, quite vain. She, apparently she was a real slut, so... Helen Keller is the one who couldn't see, talk, or hear, right? Yeah. Huge whore. <laughs> also extremely promiscuous. So. Yeah. Yeah. Little known fact, it was actually syphilis that did her in, in the end. So, And to quote someone I love dearly, you know who you are, Elizabeth. Uh, that's a fact and facts aren't rude. So don't write me a fucking email telling me that it's mean to make fun of Helen Keller. Cause that girl is my bitch and we're best friends. <laughs> me and Helen Keller chest bump. We're super, we're besties. <laughs> we were drinking 40s OE in the day. Yeah. 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 And she was your, uh, my home girl, your best man at your wedding. She was the best man at my <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So today. We have Bridget O'Flaherty and Megan Robinson coming on to talk tiny homes and living off grid. Yeah, living tiny, telling us all about it. Teeny tiny. Tiny tots. Tiny, tiny for tots. days. Make it rain. Tiny homes. Don't know what. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you know, when they're raindrops, they don't seem so tiny. <laughs> Smash. My entire family is dead. It's terrible. <laughs> Bridget O'Flaherty is a sustainability consultant and a textile artist who lives completely off grid with her husband and two teenage sons, right? Yeah. In a cozy 1100 square foot home. She's a very talented artist and oh a really my God. interesting woman. She's We're so excited to wonderful. Chat with her. We're so hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. Bridget's super cool. Uh, and Megan Robinson is a master homesteader and hoop dance aficionado and instructor who lives with her two young children and partner in a 300 square foot renovated school bus. So we're going to go make some coffee and we'll be back with the ladies. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> So we've actually already introduced you guys. We already recorded a bit today. Awesome. So you've been introduced. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Are we going to start with the icebreakers game? Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Okay, so we play this game every week. You guys may have heard it on mm-hmm. the podcast. So we're going to we're going to do two questions cuz you're both going to answer it. So I'll let one of you pick the first one and one of you pick the second one. Sound good? You sure. got to reach into my special box. <laughs> we make a joke about it every week. We're just going to put our hand in Mel's box. All right. What was the worst haircut you've ever had? Bridget, oh. we'll start with you. Oh, yeah. Grade eight. Grade eight. So 1981, 80, 80, something like that. So I had the uh, the perm with the straight bangs. Ooh. How long? Uh, I was a little shoulder lengthish. Were your bangs like stand-y-uppy? No, no. Oh, no, straight no. Flat straight down. flat down. And then the big... <laughs> it was bad. It was very bad. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like someone could pull that off these days. Yeah. I think I, I've apparently seen it's back in. It's oh, back no. in. But I'm. I. It just was not a good look for me. <laughs> Megan. Yeah. What was your worst haircut? Oh, my worst haircut. Okay. I cut my hair really, really short when I was 15, and then I dyed it black. Oh. And it was like that blue blacky yep. color. Yep. No, it was not a good choice. <laughs> was it like a it shave bad. or was it like a pixie cut? It was pixie. Yeah. But then it like I dyed it black and kind of grew. It was a bit shaggy. It just uh, was And you're good. naturally blonde. Yeah. So you had that grow out blonde with oh. the black. It doesn't work the same as like a, a dark root and a light. It was it was hideous. Yeah. Fully hideous. <laughs> yep. Never I again. wish we had pictures we could post <laughs> on the Facebook. <laughs> Oh, I got a picture. Do you? Oh, yeah. We'll post it. Yeah, yeah. And I had the, you know, the uh, dresses with the little uh, off-the-shoulder ruffle (gasps) thing? Yes. And the cowboy boots. Oh. Richard, I love it. That's great. Such a good look. Such a good look. That was your proudest year. Yes. I had a perm that matched my mom's and my grandma's and my sister's. (laughs) So my grandma came to visit from Virginia and did all of our perms in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so it was short and perm. Mm-hmm. With um, well, it was just short and perm, but like a kind of like longer on top. It wasn't a bowl cut; it was more of like a like a bit of a man cut, man cut, right, yeah. right. But perm, permy, and man then cut. we would brush it out. Oh, yeah. So it was like yeah. poofy. Uh huh. The wow. poofy perm. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I've never Perms had that. Are so bad. I once got a haircut, um, and I looked exactly like uh, Joey Ramone. And I didn't realize that I looked like Joey Ramone when I got the cut. And it wasn't until I got home and I was like, I'm feeling pretty cool. I'm feeling pretty great. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, I look like fucking Joey Ramone. And it was really was Yeah, terrible. but he's so cool. He's cool. I think I'd rock it now. Yeah. I also recently had short fluorescent yellow hair. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. I felt really, really good. And then I went into work one day and my boss said, oh, you look like Donald Trump. Oh, oh, oh yeah. No. There's, no, that's not, no. No, I died at blue that night. It yeah. felt really, it was horrible. Yeah. I did yeah. have a bit of a, a shock when I came. I, I lived in Toronto and I used to have really short, short hair. I went through punk phase high school, okay. later years, had the razor cut edges in the back of the hair and the crimping, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then came to Perth area to get my hair, like moved up to this area. Yeah. And... Got a Perth cut. Wanted to get a haircut, but I had short, short hair, and I basically just ended up with a boy cut. Right. It's not good. The Perth cut. Yeah. It's hard. Perth. They just didn't know how to deal with that. <laughs> no, I'm sure they wouldn't have. They, they really didn't. Yeah. Perth's improved, though. It has. Yeah. Trichology. Yeah. I like it. Shout out. Free plug. 
Free plug. <laughs> you guys owe us five hundred dollars. Hair plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Aren't they your sponsors? Yeah, they <laughs> are now. No, we'll send them a bill. Oh, have it. Okay. If you could commit any crime and get away with it, what would you choose and why? It's a good one. I'd probably steal money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> from from someone bad who was really using it for the wrong thing. Trump. Yeah. Hey. Totally. Just take some of his money. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I was yeah. thinking I'd just run up to Trump and give him a great big wedgie. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's good. That's your and I'll, take, I'll pickpocket him while you distract him. With okay, the okay, with the wedgie. Okay, awesome. You're on. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't do it. None. No crime. I can't. I could can't. you take from the rich and give to the poor? Could you rob? I'd Hood still that? feel really bad. I, I, I struggle with the whole kit. Like I can't go through a red light at three o'clock in the morning when there's nobody. Or, no, I have to rules. wait. Yeah. Is it ethical or is it because you don't want to get caught? I think it's because I don't want to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate getting in trouble. I don't like getting in trouble at all. It's really I, scary. Yeah, Sarah it's scary. Although the idea of being able to do something like the, um, what is that one where they come down on the, the big ropes? And oh, yeah. And do like the sneaky heist thing. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be fun. Like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Or the Tom Cruise thing, Mission Impossible, yeah. that kind of stuff. That would be fun, I think, if I w- had that kind of physique to handle it Mm -hmm. like do flips over laser beams yeah that'd be fun yeah and get away with it that'd be cool wear leather pants wear leather pants yeah and of course have lots of money at the end yeah 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 Yeah. so obviously i would steal money also Mm -hmm. so good okay we'll do it together perfect happen leather pants okay well we we maybe have like a heist we need to do we'll have to plan it out but if i throw away my free crime on giving donald trump a wedgie will you guys give me some of your money for sure (laughs) yeah You got it, sister. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, should we move on to the questions? Let us. When you guys did your first <laughs> ones and you had the superhero question, yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. Okay, Bridget, if you could have any superhero power in the world, what would it be? I would be able to make people who are suffering in pain pain free. <gasps> You're a sweet angel. Just, you are an angel. That's uh, what but, I would want to do. I thought about um, it a lot. Now, would is it like make them better or pain-free? Pain-free. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's I don't want to really... have too many people coming at me all the time, you know, to f- heal them. Yeah, you're not Jesus. No, Christ no, no, no. I have you, no interest You would in be that. like Jesus, though. But just for a minute, like even just like, you know, an hour pain-free Right. I'd love to be able to do that for people. Like just the relief. Yeah. Like you want to be human morphine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just be able to like, you're you're all pain free right now, you know? Does that include emotional pain? I don't know if I could tackle emotional pain. I was thinking about physical, physical suffering. Pain. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Makes me feel emotional. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> Can you fucking that's right. damn it. You can't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, do you have one? I don't know. I just, the first thing that came to my mind was flying. I just want to fly. Yeah. <laughs> just want to fly. <laughs> just go for a little tour in the sky. Yeah. That's amazing. Come back down. <laughs> We've been flying kites a lot lately. And we have it, been. Yeah. You really imagine, like, when that thing is up there, just propelled, it's powered totally by the cool. wind. Yeah. You feel like you could do it, you know? I still have this recurring dream of standing, like, on top of a garage and just leaning forward, and the wind, like, oh. picks me up. Wow. Fun. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have to feel like jumping and each jump gets like I like leap from place to place and each one gets like higher 
and then it becomes kind of like gliding like i can go like 50 feet you oh. know so do you That's leap off so cool. of smash head buffalo head run? smash <laughs> buffalo jump no i'm not a buffalo i won't do it <laughs> good stop pressuring i me, care Molly. about you don't do that one i know <laughs> So, ladies, can you give us a walkthrough of your home since we're not, none of our listeners are at your homes right now, or maybe they are. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or maybe they <laughs> are. Maybe they are. Okay, I'll go first. Yes. I thought about this a lot. I okay. wrote it down. Okay, so I live in a converted school bus. So you go in and you have to imagine that we've cut off the front of the bus. And so where the doors are, they're still there, but the front of the bus is no longer there. And instead there's like a, like a 10 by 10 addition with like a loft up, up top with okay. a shed roof. Okay. So you walk in and the cool things about the bus that make it work as a really nice space and that you come across right away is the lighting because all the windows along the side are right at eye level and the light is just really really light um we've painted everything white and the ceiling is also curved curved of course in the main area and that really adds to the space it makes it lovely so megan how tall is the bus like in, in the inside is it is it like six feet or is it it's it's it must be seven feet okay because <laughs> jeff can fit in there and he's six feet maybe it's six and a half feet okay you can stand in there just fine you know because i know your bus is a little it's bit shorter. shorter yeah yeah so you so if you go in you go up the stairs and to the right you go up the ladder and then we have our sleeping loft there big open casement windows and do jeff you all sleep up there no, just Jeff and I. We okay. have a little single bed and we yeah. snuggle up cozy. We snuggle up cozy and the windows really make it lovely. And then we have storage there. And then if you turn left, and you, there's a kitchen with like a fold down table or wood stove and then a galley style kitchen. And beyond that is like bunk beds in the back in the kids space. Mm -hmm. There's a partition in the back. And then that's where we have like storage and our privy and all that kind of stuff. And there's also like sort of a bump out addition with a shed roof in the back, but no okay. loft. So it's a little bit longer than a regular school bus, but that's basically, that's basically it. That's the bus. Home yeah. sweet home. Home sweet and home. And you did all the renovations yourselves? Uh, it was, or? it was converted when we bought it, but oh, okay. we, we ripped a lot of that. I put new cabinetry and, and woodwork in there and new floors and. So although I have a bus, we don't live in a bus. We, we've mm -hmm. talked about Megan it's selling our bus, bus buddies. Yeah, well, no. we were almost going to sell our bus to Megan. But you still have it? You should yeah, stick we both still... buses oh, together. I know. We it's thought about storage. That. It's storage. Yeah. And we Maybe always had the day. fantasy of traveling <laughs> in it, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our house is a, it's an octagon and it's what they would term a raised bungalow. So half of it is below grade and um, half of it's above grade. And then we have a main floor. So you walk in on our main floor and it's an open um, open space with our kitchen, living room, dining room area and great big south facing windows. We have a four foot overhang on our roof um, and it uh, it helps with the solar um, control in terms of the summer and winter solar. And then you go downstairs to our bedrooms. We've got three bedrooms oh, and a bathroom. bedrooms. Cool. Yeah. Downstairs bedrooms, but it's not basement feeling because right. half of it's above it's grade. Of it. yeah, yeah. We got lots of light down there and our bathroom, we have one bathroom downstairs and then a big utility room with our laundry and stuff in it. 
And above that utility room up on the main floor, it's actually a, a screen porch. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Yeah. And you have a pond. We have wow. a pond. We have a great big pond. And we have my art studio there. I was right. going to ask if that was off yeah. site. No, the art studio is there as well. And then... Um, but it's air, a separate building, right? A separate building, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. But the, the house footprint is only about 500 square feet. Okay. So the two floors add up to 1,100 square feet. And you're both off-grid, yeah? The house yeah. is off-grid for us. Yeah. yeah. But Megan, you're off-grid as well? Yeah. So when the power went out the other day, you guys were good? All and good. Didn't even notice it. No. Um, on that note, for those of us who are totally on grid, what is like a jumping off point if we wanted to go off grid or start to go that direction? Is there, you know, a way that we could ease into it or do we have to like gut go everything? Go bay or go home. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. Just <laughs> <laughs> Sell all move your stuff. On. Move into a bus. Yeah. Simplify. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have already got some, That's some renewables going on here. That's true. What do we have, Chris? We have two can solar pop can heaters. They're solar air heaters on thermostats that heat the air in the house on sunny days in the winter. Ooh. And we have three solar water heater ah. panels, uh, evacuated tube solar water heaters <laughs> that preheat the hot water in our home. Sounds hot. But yeah, um, but yeah it's, it's hard to extricate yourself from the grid when you're on the grid. But right. the big part of what you need to do first is reduce what you have. When you have a finite amount of power, you pay more attention to right. what, you're, what using. you're using. Oh, that's a good point. So you reduce first. But Sarah was telling me that your husband, when you guys were building your home, his whole thing was that he wanted to like be able to sort of demonstrate that you can be off grid and still have the amenities. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we still so have cool. all the stuff. Mm-hmm. We have the stuff. We've got the TV. We've got the computers. You, we, you mentioned washing facilities. Oh, yeah. We have a washing machine. Do you have a dryer? No, we chose not to do the dryer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that's something that we've done for many, many years. We've always done a, an indoor laundry rack. Right. And then outdoor in the summertime. I use so. my, my dryer a lot. But yeah, no, we've got a fridge. We've got we've got all the stuff. We have it pretty stripped down. We just have like a like a cigarette lighter portal for cell phones and like an inverter if you want to power a blender or something. That's really the only tool that I use inside. Yeah, you're way more hardcore than we are. And then we have yeah. LED lights and they run off one deep cycle battery that's now getting charged with the solar panels because we finally hooked them up and yeah. there's three panels. But we also have a generator for like um, running tools and stuff like that. Right, because Jeff's a carpenter... Yeah, that's what we've kind of stripped it down to. And then we have one of those Nemo pumps for our well. And yeah, they we've got that too. Yeah, it's a Nemo pump. Learn. It's like a, it's I a, mean, a DC. So there's alternating current and direct current okay. is the is power supply. What you have in your house right now is alternating current, AC. Okay. DC is, is like batteries. Uh, yeah, right? like batteries. So 12 volt or 24 volt DC and Nemo pumps run, up, run off of that. They're really good. We, we've had ours in for 10 years now. So is that what ACDC stands for? Yes. Yes. That's why they have the lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. We figured it out. Thunder. Thunder struck. You can't get struck by thunder. That's not a thing. No. God. Never even thought about it. Yeah. I just figured out the other day that a ponytail is called a ponytail because ponies have tails that look like that. Yeah. True. (laughs) She said it right out loud to me. Wow. She was like, guess what? I just figured out, Sarah. She watches Holly run away with a ponytail. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, boy. I have a university degree, you guys. Yeah. Uh, You know, what can we all do better to start reducing our carbon footprint? 
where do we start? So you had mentioned using less electricity, paying attention to how much you're using. Uh, and your hydro bills tell you that now, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it says it right on your bill yeah. now. I know because I yeah. suck at it. I think it goes back to the whole reduce, reuse, recycle thing. You know, mm -hmm. you need to just reduce what you're consuming in the beginning mm -hmm. and, and paying attention, switching to LED light bulbs. Um, when So a, a thing happened this winter. Our washing machine died, which mm -hmm. was a very sad affair. I think um, it's horrible. <laughs> it's awful. I'm so sorry. And, but when you're off grid and you are using solar power and battery power, you have fewer choices. You can't just go to the Home right. Depot and pick whatever. You have to actually pay attention to how much power those individual machines right. use. Um, and an average washing machine uses about 12 amps, which is way too much power for our system. So I had to look for something that was five amps or less. And I had two choices. So I was able to pick the one that I wanted. Yeah. Um, but you have to pay attention to that. You can't just pick whatever the most one. expensive thing but you could start with that now as well yourself and when you're getting your fridge you don't have to get the monster fridge mm -hmm. you can get the smaller sized fridges that use less to begin with right so. and 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 even having like a smaller size fridge would promote uh less waste like i often yeah. talk with greg yeah. about getting a smaller fridge because our fridge is so big and stuff gets lost in the back and i don't want to you waste food. waste any mm -hmm. food yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's, you know, ride share programs in the cities. So you don't have mm -hmm. to have a car. You can choose to have do with less and and have a smaller carbon footprint that way. Huh. I don't know about living in the city. The the way we are sort of lift off point was just not having the option. You know, we don't have the option. We got to figure something else out in terms of power that works for us and where we get what we need. So because like you move less choice from your home to a piece of land with nothing on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the necessity of invention for you guys. Well, and I just really enjoy the opportunity to be resourceful beyond, you know, yeah, like, yeah. okay, how are we going to make this work? You know, how mm. is this going to be enough for us? This sort of, you know, and it's just, it's really liberating to just not have the option to, yeah. I mean, and certain things like laundry and stuff like that. I mean, I go to the laundry mat right now. I don't have a washing machine. I don't have that set up, but, but yeah. Um, Worst things in the laundry mat. I know, whatever, right? <laughs> I love the laundry mat. Yeah, for a while, yeah. Sarah, we were doing like babysitting trades for a while uh, before Eli. Yeah, and Sarah would bring Jacob over here and just go to the laundromat for hours. Yeah, because you can do you all your laundry at once. Yeah, you have all the stuff at I home have to do it. So much laundry, at my but house. then you're at home and you have forty-seven thousand other things to do, right? Yeah, so I really like it. I was thinking about it. I have like eight loads of laundry on my couch right now. I was thinking like, maybe I should just go to the laundromat. Then I can wash it and dry it all at the same time and then fold it while I'm there and bring it home and it's freaking done. It's like a week's worth of laundry in an hour. Well, probably take you longer than that. Two hours. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> it takes time to do the laundry. I load, I, I'd like use like 12 machines. People are like, oh, there's that fucking woman again. Totally. Man. I, I hated the laundry mat. Well, yeah, really? I hate it too. Hated I don't like it, it at all. I mm -hmm. hated it. It was awful having to do the laundry mat. I love it. But I but it. I have laundry at home. So but I so I would always try to pull the thing where I could just go in, drop off the laundry, and then go do my my groceries and whatever and try mm -hmm. and time it to get back in time. And right. inevitably my no time. my laundry would end up somewhere unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I hated it. Not my thing. 
Well, I do I love have having a, a washing machine. I do have a weird little fantasy. Don't make fun of me. That of uh, getting like one of those like old fashioned hand cranked, you know, washing machines. Yeah. Where you, like, oh, you're hand so hardcore. <laughs> I know. I, I can't just, take I, it. I would really like one of those a lot. You know, they're expensive. Saving up. Saving I thought you were going to say that you wanted to do it in the laundromat. That was oh, your weird little fantasy. No, maybe maybe <laughs> at the home laundromat. You know, I don't know. It depends What's everybody which wearing? wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Dirty laundry. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> What's our next question, Melody? My friend Julie. Shoot, I don't have the fart gun. <laughs> what? <laughs> Melody loves farts so much. You're gonna have to improvise. Need a little cushion or yeah, something. I well, I have one of those fart She's guns. She's got a fart you know, gun. Like, oh, okay. The worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> uh, hang on. <laughs> No. She's got to get it. She does love her fart gun. Anyone else? No, I'm good. Thanks. Can, yeah, I wouldn't have actual I wouldn't farts mind. in it. <laughs> she wants it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good one. So, yeah, if anyone has Google Home, no, you can ask it to play fart noises and it has a whole playlist of fart sounds uh-huh that's yeah. just twisted stuff <laughs> it's melody's favorite soundtrack twisted it's hilarious you guys you guys farts are so funny. so funny <laughs> okay my friend julie says my family of four lives completely off the grid after a crappy experience with a leaky composting toilet we're using a compost pile and large buckets for human waste uh, this works really well for the outhouse, but with two small children and cold, long Ontario winters, outdoor toileting is not always feasible, not to mention the difficulties of managing a compost pile in winter and cleaning buckets outdoors. Even with sawdust and wood shavings, the indoor privy smells strongly. Do you have any suggestions for user-friendly methods of managing and disposing of human waste while off the grid? Poo-poo. Poop. Well, I'll explain what I have, and I think it works well for us, but... Um... There's other options too, but we have a partition wall off for our bathroom and it's not heated and it's well ventilated in the summer. So it's, so you have your seat and your toilet and then the way we get our bucket out is from the outside. So you don't have to bring it through inside. So that cuts down on that and we find it's fine, but I think what, what would help balance it out is to have also an outhouse outside which we don't have yet mm-hmm. i think and the other option to make it easier would be one of those fancy like incinerator toilets or something but what? you need some What's money that? you just I, I don't know how they work exactly but it's just like you poop and then it runs off some sort of power source and it basically Burns. incinerates your poo so it's just ashes wow and Is that a, yeah I'm not, a composting toilet no 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 it's no, an, no it's a different incinerating okay. i i don't know the technical details on that one okay um but they i can exist. speak to the the humanure toilet because before we lived in the house we're in now we lived in a really tiny house how tiny was it it was 200 square feet. <laughs> oh my God. And then we put an addition on of 100 square feet. You remember your guest, Erin Duffy, that uh-huh. was on here? <laughs> she lived in it with her family after yeah. we lived in it oh. for 18 years. Wow. Um, yeah, so teeny tiny house. You lived house. there for 18 years? Oh, yeah. That's the size wow. of my I gave shoe. birth to one of my kids yeah. in that house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little house. Um, so yeah, 200 square feet. And then we had a we had an indoor toilet. Toilet, I say in quotations, air quotes. Um and it was an insulated box like you know those those beer fridge cooler mm-hmm. panels yeah we used two of those 
and cut a hole in the top and we did the same thing as Megan did it we had an access hatch from outside um, and then we put the bucket into that little space from the outside and we use peat moss okay and one of the big tricks is don't pee in it so if you've got little boys it's super easy to deal with because they can just pee right into a yogurt container and then you just Dump it outside. Dump it outside whenever. Um, it's a little harder with girls. And it, you pretty much just, you have to change it a lot. You have to, like, yeah, every, every couple of days then. or every day, yep. you've got to dump stuff. it out and put new fresh stuff in. And try not to pee in it. Try not and to pee in it, because it's the urine paper, that's the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, toilet paper into a paper bag that we okay. then would burn. burn. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, not not using wipes or anything like that, just using toilet paper. And, um, and then a lid... We had an insulated um, foam seat and then an insulated foam lid that went on the top. And it, so the insulation is to help keep everything. Like, well, because insulation keeps heat and cold, but also it's also scent, sealed up air. and everything. Yeah, kind of stays inside. It's also nicer to sit on than a cold toilet seat. Yeah. Um, but that was right in the house, and we didn't have a stinky house. We didn't have a stinky manure situation. Yeah, totally. It's manageable, but at the same time, like shit stinks. Yep. You know, it does. So just like in a house, if you take a big dump and it's going to be yeah. stinky in there, you yeah. keep the door closed until it goes away. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I will say after living with the human newer toilet for 18 years and the outhouse, I have a flush toilet. Now. <laughs> hey, flush toilet. I love my flush toilet, but Aaron still prefers to go to the outhouse. Interesting. He just mm -hmm. likes it better. Mm -hmm. He just likes it better. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> something so liberating about sitting over a hole in the ground <laughs> well he leaves the door open too and he just gets to look at the world and yeah it's very peaceful and quiet i guess i don't know cathartic <laughs> we have friends who built an outhouse on their family property and it's like half a room so they just left a wall off so you sit on the can and there's like walls on either side of you and behind you but the front is just open looking mm -hmm. out onto yeah. a field yeah. <laughs> it's quite lovely yeah yeah, yeah. And I love the like, what's with the outhouses that have two, two seats, seats at once? Well, because usually you've got a little kid who That's wants to come to the true. toilet with you. So you just put them on there. And, right. And then they're hanging on for dear life until you're done, right? Don't they fall can't down bug the you. Hall. Can't come and bug you and like, no, they just have to wait. I like that. <laughs> That's the trick. That's the trick to have them not climb on you while you're trying to take like, a crap. Trying to take a crap. Freaking I never kid. had that, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have a poop-related fact. Oh, good. Sarah's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed Lawrence on the CBC, this was a while ago, but he was saying Caught that pooping someone public. had asked about um, cat and dog poop in the compost, mm -hmm. and he says that dog poop is totally okay, and you can use it in your garden. Cat poop, not so much. Just like, so everybody knows. Cat poop's gross. Yeah, yeah and they disgusting. have like pathogens that can affect us, but dog poop. Ew, there nasty. aren't crossover yeah. diseases. So. Yeah. So put mm -hmm. your dog poop in your compost. Yeah. Well, so when we used our humanure, we had the peat moss and everything. We had a pile that it got dumped into and it basically broke down later on and became really great manure. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. And you used it on your garden and everything? Yeah. On your edible garden? No. No. Just your flower Just beds and stuff? Yeah. I haven't done that. Yet. So this is a question from Louise. Um... In my home, we don't have TV. The kids don't get video games or other things their friends get. I find conversations around this difficult. How do you navigate this? I know, Megan, for you, your children don't have, uh, they're not sitting playing video games or whatever. Like, you don't have much technology at home. How do you 
navigate uh, that yeah well um we it's just not an option so they had so they do other things you know yeah. and it's like well video games are one experience but we're offering them a different experience and mm -hmm. they're they're having that that they can then bring forward and i mean we homeschool so it's not like they're going to school and feeling really bent out of shape because all the kids are having that experience and they're feeling weird because they're having a right. different experience so so that helps too but they do get you know some exposure when we go to friends houses and mm -hmm. stuff and that's totally okay and we also talk a whole lot about it because they ask questions and we're just straight up with them about it's why really we don't have that yeah and they're pretty receptive and and to it and and stuff. I mean, we all had things growing up that we wanted that we didn't have, and and it's okay, you know. Yeah. So if your kid says to you, "Why can't I have TV?" What's your answer? Pretend I'm your kid. Okay. <laughs> you can't have <laughs> TV because first of all, it costs a lot of money. It takes up space. We're doing other things, you know, I'm not, I, I personally am not a TV watcher. So I feel like it's a time sucker and I don't need that in my life. And I feel like my life is full regardless without it. Um, so I would go into that with them for sure. You know, I, if you really want to know, I mean, that, that's not reality, right? Like reality is happening here right in your now. life every day, you know, participate in it. It's awesome. Life is great, you know. But you read, right? You guys read at home? Absolutely. Yeah. Books that's a great way to escape. Like if Absolutely. you want to escape reality, go read your book, man. Storytelling. And they yeah. do get movies and stuff like that when yeah. you go to friends and have the ability to, you know. But. And it's a fun treat. We do. I, I'm stumbling in this area right now because Leon uh one of my kids he loves games he loves yeah. games um and he's great i mean leon like you guys all know leon he spends all his time outside we don't have video games at home they do get screen like they get to watch a movie a few times a week probably um but he he's like crazy for video games so when he goes to his friends houses that's often what they'll spend time doing like when he's got friends who's got it and that's i mean it's cool because then he can explore that. I just don't want it at my house because he'll be really annoying and he'll never stop asking, like, can I play? Can I play? Can I yeah. Well, they can't self-regulate that, you yeah. know? So. Leon sucks his self friend. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, and it's addictive. I mean, I can come at it from a, a point, like, my kids are older now, right? Yeah. Almost 17 and 21. And so we've been through that whole um that whole phase. And when I started out with my kids young, I, I had very altruistic ideas. I did not want them being exposed to video games. I did not want them doing a lot of TV, didn't want to be mm -hmm. a lot of screen time. And then um, my sister-in-law who was, she's like 10 years younger than us and she just didn't know. Um, she sent up a birthday present for Mickey. He was, I don't know, like nine. And she sent us a PlayStation. Oh shit, girl. <laughs> And it came with one controller and a game. And I'm just like, okay, so now I'm the oh, asshole parent because right. I, I can't take That's this harsh. away from my kid. <laughs> yeah. He's over the moon. Like, this is the so best thing that's the ever best happened to me in my life. Best thing has ever happened. So um, so I had to figure out how to navigate it with it in the house and, yeah. right. and give him limitations and guidelines around when he could use it. And then, of course, I had to get a second controller because I had two kids, not just one. Yeah. Um, and just had to kind of limit the games that they were allowed to have and what kind of games they were able to play with and stuff. And it just sort of stepped us into it in a way that I wasn't prepared for, but then had to, um, because otherwise I really was the asshole for yeah. taking it away from him. So I wasn't going to do that. 
Um, but we just figured out how to try and self-regulate. And um, there were times when our kids spent a lot of time on screens. But I have really nice kids now. You do. They're really awesome adults. And I don't feel like it really damaged them. Mm-hmm. They're deeply um, creative. Like Jasper's very art creative. is yeah. wild. Yeah, and so gentle. Such gentle boys. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually only know Jasper. Okay. He's yeah. just uh, always stood out for me because he's so gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Both my uh, kids are super like sweet that way. And yeah. and they nice grew up playing video games and they they would spend large hours on the screens, yeah. which freaked me out. But I also had to have faith in what who they were outside of those games and what we'd or what we had already done with them as they were. When they were and the other kids. things that and, they're doing. And yeah, and other things that they did and conversations we still had and we still engaged with them. So it was, I guess, a bit of a hybrid where we weren't really able to just cut it out and say no. So I feel like that's where we're going to go in my house a bit, like with Leon specifically. It's hard. It's a really hard thing to do. You want to stay true to that because there is such wonderful things going on in the world that are way beyond screens and TV. We Mm -hmm. never really have had much for TV, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the screens and games and computers have always been a big part of our lives. Yeah. It's just, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and these are the times we're living in, right? And and that they're living in, right? Yeah. So it's tricky. Yeah. It's a tricky place to navigate. But I think if if you feel like you have a strong base at home where your, you know, your children spend a lot of time outside or learning, you know, other things you're teaching. If, if you feel you have a strong base at home, then there's no harm in it's like uh, treats. You know, you're not going to eat cake every day or whatever. If screen time can be uh, acknowledged as a privilege, not a right and yeah. like a treat. Well, and and for us, it's really about it being a tool. We Mm -hmm. we use our screens as tools and, you know, Mickey can rebuild it or put together an entire computer now. That's wow. Which is amazing. And he was able to do that at 16. Yeah. You know, yeah. Miles has got a brain like that too. He's super mechanical. Absolutely. And it's our world. Computers are our world. So I would bring Mm -hmm. home broken computers and he'd put them back together, which was nice. Mm -hmm. They weren't earlier. They were always just getting taken apart. But eventually Eventually. they started going back together again. That's cool. So there's, there are advantages to getting exposure to it. But I think, yeah, the deep dive is not so great. I think if the child has a, a passion that's tangible in their life that they're actively nurturing and then they pick up something like video games or something like that. I think that's really good. But if the video games become something that they're always wanting to do and they're just the end all and be all of everything and they're not happy or satisfied doing anything else really, I think Mm -hmm. that's where it becomes a real problem, you know. I feel like I'm falling into that. (laughs) Well, but uh, that was the other thing I was going to say. There's also times when in our lives where we just kind of need the TV babysitter, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you need the, the 20 minutes to have a fucking shower. <laughs> you yeah. just need to do that. And so it's like, okay, I hate resorting to that, but sometimes you just need something that's going to work that way. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with, with utilizing those tools again, as long as you're balancing it throughout the rest of your life, you know, that's like it. it's all about balance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm scared for the summer because uh, Holly's been at school. She's in JK now. She um, loves it. Yeah, she loves it. But uh, like when she's homesick, I'm always trying to get work done during the week. And so she watches a lot of movies if she's homesick, which has been a lot this year. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I've sort of fallen back on it as a crutch. Yeah, but you um, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you know? I know. But what and am I going to do in the summer, Bridget? <laughs> It'll be summer. She's going to be home all summer. Yeah. She'll be outside. She might have to go through a little bit of a shift, right? I, yeah, I think there will be you know, a withdrawal. Period. <laughs> yeah, withdrawal. and that's okay, you know, because yeah. like all like TV and social school, all that stuff's so stimulating. Mm-hmm. You know, you need downtime too, and time to just be quiet and still and nurture that kind of side as well to balance it out. Yeah, I have a a bit of a screen hack too. <laughs> that's uh, like, don't get it twisted. It's just you t- switching one crutch for the other. Uh, drink more wine. No, that's not it. <laughs> um, I sometimes will play uh, like audiobooks for the kids or we have like Peter Rap- uh, Peter and the Wolf like record. But you right. can do it on your computer or on your phone like for people yeah. who have more uh, technology at home. But like even the Harry Potter series for a bit older kids. Just as an kids audio rather than a video. fucking love it. They don't even notice that it's not yeah. like – Suddenly, everyone just sitting quietly, like, whoa, for an hour. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not great at reading out loud. I hate reading out loud. I, I'm an avid reader, but I just, I forget to read out loud when I'm reading to the children. And I've already read three pages. And they're like, mom. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I do. Greg reads out loud to them, and we all sit and listen. Or if it's my turn, sometimes I'll look something up, and, and they love it. So try that. Try that on for size. There's a great podcast called Story Pirates where kids kids. send in stories and then they have an improv troupe and they put on a radio play for each story. It's pretty great. Story Pirates. We also spent the winter listening to Stuart McLean's stories. I think we listened oh, to them all. My him. kids just Canadian love them. Treasure. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a treasure. Real treasure. There's a there's you know, you can overdo it. You can overdo it. <laughs> on Stuart? Yeah. 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 Can we all do our we best Stuart impression? Oh right my now? gosh. Morally. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to do it. Okay. So we have an audio question. This is my friend Liz. She is on vacation right now in Vegas. This audio question is coming from Vegas. Whoa. It's coming from Vegas. Worldwide. <laughs> Hi. My name is Liz. This is not my first time recording a question for you, wonderful people. Uh, I'm probably speaking in weirdly because um, I'm self-conscious because I'm in the bathroom of an Airbnb in Las Vegas with my friend Caitlin, and I'm recording this to you on the Airbnb Wi-Fi. Anyway, uh, my question about small housing is I have a 100-pound dog who is really already in the way in my pretty small house. So how do you have animals in a tiny home? Because we all have pets. So I'd be interested to hear your strategies on that. Thanks. Bye. Liz, she's so great. She's going to come on. Come on our podcast. I, I, I would never have a dog, so I, I can't answer that. I have a large dog, and he stays outside, which is how we <laughs> which is how we do it. He does come in in the winter when it's cold, and, and it's cozy. We love him. We don't mind being close, so... Did you spend a lot of time training? Is he a really well-trained dog? He is super well-trained. Yeah, he is the best. Did the you best. take him to classes, like puppy Absolutely classes? Not. No, no, we just did the alpha training with him. and uh, Alpha you know, training? Well, I don't know what else to call it. This, call it. There's probably a name for it. But just where you just really assert the alpha and you just, you know, consistently, you know, potty training, whatever. You have to take them outside and say, do it. And what else? Make them sit before they eat. Just so they know that you're boss. Right. You're I think boss. that's, you know, I don't know. Work for us. He was yeah. an easy dog. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if Liz has taken Gertie to 
puppy training classes or not. What kind of dog is it? A hundred pounds? She's big. So she got it as a puppy is from it just the a, shelter. A, a mixed dog or is it? Yeah, a- she's like part bull mastiff, I think. She's Ooh. like mega big. And she's still totally a puppy. I think oh, she no. might be nearing a year, but okay. she's pretty young and wild. But Liz, you got to train the shit out of that dog. Yeah. I've probably yeah. told you this before, but like train, train, train. They love it. Dogs are much more comfortable if they know that they're not the boss. If they're like we used to have issues with our dogs shitting on the floor when we would leave. And we'd think my mom used to think it was that they were like upset that we'd left. But actually, um, a dog person explained to us the psychology behind it is that the dog is confused and anxious because now they're boss all of a sudden and they feel like they need to shit and piss all over the place to show anyone else who comes to the space that they're boss Gross. so if you just put that dog in her place make sure she knows your boss she'll behave a lot better she'll be easier to handle in your space right mm-hmm. yeah i think so they'll if feel you just like wear a name tag that says like i'm the boss that's <laughs> yeah. really clear that that should totally it. yeah no problem right no problem yeah yeah we have a cat but he doesn't like me either so <laughs> <laughs> Like not an cats. animal person, so I, I don't, I'm not the right person for answering that question. Yeah, if she has a puppy, it's it just might be like a little bit of a time before he can yeah. calm down and then be chill inside and just find a corner and just chill out and Get a go dog outside, house. run lots. You can also give your dogs drugs. Did you know that? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like uh, Ativan like for dogs. Like marijuana? Prozac. Ativan for dogs. I have a cousin. <laughs> uh, I say that because she's in my aunt's care, a dog. She's a little terrier, and she's, oh, I can't remember what her name is. Sandy. Cousin? Sandy. She was my grandparents' dog. Yeah, the dog's my cousin. <laughs> uh, she was my grandparents' dog, and they were um, older when they got her and sort of like in the early stages of dementia, so they didn't train her as they had previously with all of their animals and she was just like totally wild and so my aunt has her on Prozac she gives her a Prozac before people come over because she just like loses her shit that's wild yeah so anyway drug your dog you could probably just drug your dog that's the solution one for you one for puppy (laughs) super duper (laughs) little Chardonnay with that fucking great I want some Prozac damn (laughs) I'm out of here I'm going to get Prozac and Chardonnay see ya (laughs) Means such a good Are you taking your baby, back? Sarah, with you, or do you want us to hold <laughs> You guys take the baby while I go chug Chardonnay and take Prozac. I already took my Zoloft today, so we are just ready to go. Sarah's been talking about whippets for three days. I've been talking about doing whippets for three days. Just, you know, what else? Everything's a drug. Oh, what was I going to start? I was going to do a... I have a problem with neti pots because of... Ew. Um, I was like, maybe a vodka neti pot. Alcohol neti pot? Like you put the vodka through your nose? Yeah, like a little gin neti pot. But then it would just come out the other nostril. Like, what's the benefit? So you gotta put a straw from that nostril to your mouth. (laughs) Okay. That'd be challenging. Yeah. I tried a neti pot once and then I like I lost my balance. I do all the fluid got stuck in my ear canal or something. It was just not good. So painful. So I didn't I never went back to it. Next time, just do it with vodka. There's no next time. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) There is no next time. Great answers. Good questions. (laughs) If you've tried a vodka neti pot, write in. So, so Liz. Tell us about it. You put the vodka in the dog's nose. Yeah. To wash down the Prozac. Yeah. And then do some alpha training. Perfect. 
Done. Done. Great. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sarah, did you want to do this regional building regulation? Regional building? Okay. Um, Cut that because I sound like a real dick. I won't. Okay. <laughs> Snip, snap. Basically, every time you say cut that, you can be sure. Mel won't cut it. <laughs> cut that. No. Uh, okay. This is a great, great question. Uh, kind of for Bridget, I thought she might know, but Megan, you might know too. Um, regional building regulations often have requirements for a minimum square footage of a much larger than most, quote, tiny houses. How do people get around these restrictions as well as others that protect a region's property value? Over- I don't even know what this means, man. So she's just wondering about how, how do you deal with people who are protectionist about their property values with putting tiny houses in those same areas? Okay, so like other neighbors. Oh, that's, I think, where, like, her, no. where she's coming from. But also I think the laws... Yeah, are, are yeah, doing yeah, that as well. yeah, 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 yeah. So they, I, I can, I don't know, Megan, if you guys dealt with the with regulations and stuff. If you guys, we we live on wheels. That's right. how we kind of right. get around it. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure a building might be considered too small to live in. Yeah, and it wouldn't so, be allowed. So there are minimum building um, requirements in most townships and most uh, most areas that you would put a house on. Um, in this township in Tay Valley, I think it's. Uh, there's a couple of different ones, but I think it's 1,200 square feet. So we just tucked in under the, that minimum at 1,100 square feet, and a lot of people end up having to build a bigger house because they don't fit the minimum. But there are ways around it. Um, but if you're doing it above board and you're actually going for permits and all that stuff, it means you have to apply for variances and possibly zoning changes. So if you've got the money to throw at it, it's it can be done there are i know several houses in the area that have actually gone through variance applications and built smaller than the minimum requirements um and successfully so there there are ways around it but you need to work with your building official you often need to be able to deal with um, engineers who will engineer the home and make sure that they're built to code still and then the building officials will be more comfortable letting those houses be built the tiny homes, though, they're they're talking like 200 square feet or less. Generally, the way around that is through um, having a house on wheels, and that so it is a portable it's on house. Wheels, you can. Well, yes, except you're not supposed to have a permanent house um, on a property that's tied to a plumbing system or electrical system that is on wheels. So it's a little bit difficult. They don't like temporary housing in most townships. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a little tricky to deal with. And uh, it's just something you kind of got to work through the the bylaws and, and right. see where, where the options are available. Yeah, totally. It's completely tricky and probably really prohibitive for a lot of people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. The house, the little house that we lived in for 18 years has been there since 1929. So long before Mm -hmm. there were any uh, zoning bylaws or specific information, like it's basically grandfathered in. So, yeah. Yeah. But we also, we, we didn't um, put big additions on and we didn't make it really obvious that we were, we weren't in their face Mm -hmm. about doing things that weren't legal. Some people uh, I know say that their homes are like a workspace or like, oh, it's a, what is it, like a, like a workshop, like or a something. workshop or a shed yeah. even and have to like, when the inspector comes to us to like hide their like 
you know, sleeping stuff and kitchen stuff and be like, look, oh, this is my workshop. I don't live here. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it would be nice if there was some more flexibility around um, smaller living and off-grid living. I know that a lot of people are wanting to, as these people who are doing the aging in place and wanting to do houses that are smaller for retirement. Right, right. Um, so it'd be nice if there was some kind of allowance around that. And I think there's actually a group in Tay Valley that's trying to work with the township about oh, yeah. that kind of thing. So doing small villages with smaller cool. houses and that kind of thing. Oh, so. There should be some sort of incentive around that too. You yeah, know, it'd be like great. A, yeah, people who want to live on the land but don't want to have a massive debt and want to live simply. Like it's difficult to do that. And why is it difficult to do that? Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense that it's hard or prohibitive for anybody, you know. So, um, yeah, just valuing people out there who want to live simply and, you know, um, making that a uh, worthwhile thing to invest in for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's so insane that you're punished for it. Yeah, yeah well, totally. Or but, thought of as like, you know, um, less than for having less, right, you know? Right. Like yeah. But there are also reasons behind those regulations, you know, and it, it, the, the blanket of a, a building size to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, because I've lived in a small house and so we live quite comfortably, but that, kind of comes from a standard of living is is where somebody in a I don't know probably some white guy in a office in Toronto who decided that that there's a standard of living that Mm -hmm. we need to accommodate but um but the rules and regulations behind buildings being built properly and being safe you know they're there for a reason Mm -hmm. because people have lived not safe, safe. Yeah, and, yeah. and so those rules and regulations I, I, I you don't want your house to you like know, catch fire because no, of shoddy electrical work i have a hard time breaking rules so i <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, as, <laughs> as we said i said earlier so i i get the rules and i understand that why they're there but i also agree that there should be changes made and that i i really appreciate seeing people push that and push and try to get to a place where there's better acceptance on well, and, and I think kind of living. I think people who can manage living with less, it m- makes people who can't really consider living with less, you know, yeah. it's challenging for them and it's threatening, you know, because yeah. it's challenging that that status quo. And so instead of trying to understand why someone could make do with less and have that be okay and celebrated even, you know, it's just, you know, it's just sort of dismissed mm-hmm. or worse. Yeah. Well, in North American culture and society of our you know, first world country that we are, you know, third world countries, have, there's tiny living everywhere, you know, and multiple yeah. families in small buildings. And, you know, who, who do we think we are? And we need our 5,000 square foot homes with our yachts, you know, like, I, I don't understand yeah. that, that how that's something that we're striving for. To me, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah, you know, no. bigger is not better, in my opinion, for that situation. For um, that situation, mm-hmm. emphasis. Yes, there are situations where bigger is bigger better. Bigger is better. There's some <laughs> situations. Less is more. Less is more. <laughs> S- sandwich. The motion of the ocean, right? <laughs> the motion bigger of the ocean. sandwiches, yes. I'm bigger talking sandwiches. about sandwiches, you perverts. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. And a nice big apple. Gotta Cute like a big, big apple. apple. Crunch, crunch. Yeah, Juicy. gotta like big apples. <laughs> um, did you guys hear about the Tay Valley inspector who was put on leave? 
for climbing up a ladder and peering in someone's bedroom window. <gasps> Grody. Yes. No. Can you Not believe nasty. it? Well, he was trying to bust them. So it was a situation like Sarah was talking about where they were living in a building that was zoned as a workshop or something. And he knew they were up to something and was on their case and they were well, sleeping in their bedroom at night and woke up to him peering through the window. That's so bad. That's yeah, creepy. That's well, that's, the, that's, that's, what's that's the rumor. Circulating yeah. in the rumor mill anyway. <laughs> that's the rumor. Tay Valley has a hard time hanging on to building inspectors. I heard one was killed by the, um, seriously, out in like Lanark way, years, like in the oh. 60s, by uh, the Hells Angels. Oh. oh, I should be careful. What if they're listening? <laughs> That's our Watch biggest you. audience. Is the be, Sarah, you're in trouble. Now. <laughs> oh, and he fact. still haunts the Lanark Arena to this day. <laughs> to this day. Shutting down buildings. <laughs> you can hear his clipboard. Check. Check. X. <laughs> Sorry, Hells Angels. You guys are so cool yeah and i have friends who have supporter recreational property lakeside and they are not allowed to build anything on there that's smaller than i think it's like 1200 square feet like you were saying and they just want a cabin so they can go and like fish and go swimming so they have to apply for a variance yeah to build smaller it's silly yeah it is silly silly. especially if it's built properly and Mm -hmm. safely then there shouldn't to me there shouldn't be size restrictions Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous Motion of the ocean. Meanwhile, their neighbors, the neighboring property, they have like an illegal trailer park, basically. They have a bunch of trailers and people come and rent them out. What? But they can't build a cabin on their own property. Well, they could build a 5,000 square foot cabin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Cabin. Air quotes again. I got my air quotes. Is it like a tax money grab? Like, come on, the bigger the house, the more taxes you pay, right? Yeah. So why would they want you? Especially waterfront. Yeah. Yeah. Money, money, money. Yeah, it could be. So Amanda Jones, uh, from Perth, Ontario, originally, now living in Peterborough, she and her family bought a bus to renovate. So this question is for you, Megan. Mm-hmm. Amanda says, how do you deal with temper tantrums in a tiny space? Any advice on little kid raising would be much appreciated, as it's what scares me the most about having babies on a bus. Uh, it's easy. You just put them outside. They go outside. Yeah. They don't <laughs> have their yeah. tantrum out there. There's lots of room and you can go out there with them, you know, to help them calm them down. But use nature as your resource, you know, it, just get grounded, calm down outside. You know, one thing we did was like find a tree or your, your own personal sit spot where you can go and you can breathe and it's it you know most of the times it's not pretty you know but having tantrums in a big house isn't pretty isn't pretty either so yeah it's it's kind of the same i don't know um we did the same thing when we were in the little house we just go outside go do your thing go calm down come back when you're feeling better when you're able to have a conversation with me and i'd watch them they'd be out in the sandbox and totally fine one thing we had was like, okay, we'll go outside because you're freaking out. You can't be in here. So we put them outside, but then they try and get back in, you know, try and push them in because they're in that tantrum like freakout they, that they, they want can't. it to be acknowledged. Yeah. And it's, it's totally frustrating. It's totally frustrating. And they would have to just have their tantrum. Yeah. It's not pretty. It's the same as Tantrums in a pretty. like regular size house yeah. or whatever. You right. put your kid in there, like, go away from me yeah. and do this elsewhere. I'm not going to subject yeah. myself to this behavior. 
And I find it like with tantrums, right? You're often removing the child from yourself. Like you're removing yourself from the child. So in the wintertime, she has really small kids. Mm -hmm. One is maybe a year and one's like a newborn. So they're going to be looking at like a two and a three year old pretty quick. (laughs) I I guess my question is, what's the difference between being in a small place with, you know, or a larger space when they're freaking out? It sucks when your kid's having a tantrum. Mm -hmm. Oh, the volume. Okay. Earplugs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Second thing, don't drink too much coffee because if you, (laughs) this is what (laughs) happened to me because I would drink too much coffee and it would tax my kidneys, which apparently in Chinese medicine affects your meridian that your ears are on. And I found that really to be true. So if my ears were getting really sensitive or I was really sensitive to sound, it was because I'm drinking too much coffee. So take care of your kidneys. Drink water. Earplugs. Coffee just makes me grumpy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You don't drink coffee. No. No, just love coffee, but I'm clearly drinking too much. And my ears are too sensitive. Yeah. Earplugs. You know something I noticed? uh, Parenting hack or whatever. Um, I listen to CBC all the time. I have the radio on CBC like 90% of my day because I'm at home with my kids. CBC is my oldest friend. Um, I thought that was Sean. Uh, Sean's my <laughs> oldest friend. CBC Megan, you're my oldest friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I but I often keep it at, like kind of a low volume. It's just like background noise. So I feel like there's other adults around me when there's not. Uh, but then I noticed what was happening is even when I wasn't listening to it, like I didn't care at all what they were talking about on the CBC radio, when my children were trying to talk to me, part of my brain, you know, was trying to listen to the radio, even though I wasn't intentionally doing it. I guess the human brain Mm -hmm. hears human voices and it is, you know, meant to try and pick out what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And I would get super irritated with the kids when the radio was on in the background. And because you know, they were interrupting the radio. Again, even though I wasn't trying to listen to it, I noticed that my my levels of being able to not flip out on them were uh, taxed more. And as soon as I turn off that radio, then I could just focus on them and that sound wasn't so overwhelming anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing around multitasking is a bit of a myth. You can't really multitask. You can do one thing at a time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in short times. Yeah, right. right. That That is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely can't multi hear. Mm-hmm. I, I if there's more than no. one sound happening, it's like ah, panic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that um, I know we mentioned when we did the episode with uh, Aaron <laughs> that book by Dr. Harvey Karp mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. "The Happiest Toddler on the Block." Yeah, and one of his things is a time in with your kids. Um, you, you know, if you listen to them, like you're saying, you're talking about how if you have other stuff your brain's trying to do then your kids are more irritating and difficult to manage. Absolutely. Um, really, they just need some but focus But yeah, they time. just need some focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you acknowledge from you. Yeah. what they're mm-hmm. upset about and they can express that, then that really helps. Absolutely. Not yeah, that you're sure. asking for general parenting tips, yeah. but there you go. Yeah. And you can fake it till you make it. Like, if you need 20 minutes time away from your kids, give them five minutes in, even if you fucking don't want to. Like, you just want to do whatever the thing is that you're trying to get done or whatever. You're like okay, let's sit down for five minutes and read this book or like play these dominoes. As soon as you start doing it, it's actually really great. Sure. Like you'd fake it and then you make it. Mm-hmm. And then and then they're satiated. Then they're fine to go off and do whatever they're doing. And then mm-hmm. one of the other things coming back to the whole screens thing and how you deal with all of that when 
our kids were little trying to figure out balancing tiny space and being able to work at home and that mm -hmm. kind of thing and not have them on screens we got um audio books and mm -hmm. like at the time there were cd players yeah um and headphones for the kids mm -hmm. and you oh yeah Whoa. yeah they love having their own headphones they love cool. having their they get to kind of be really insular you give them another book or whatever to look at and they listen and they just get this little downtime and it's really quite nice because that's what mm -hmm. they want is like what you said insular yeah like downtime time to tune out well and in a small mm -hmm. space you're affected oh, yeah. by everything Absolutely. right like there's no like if you don't figure out as a kid if they don't didn't figure out how to sleep through noise they didn't sleep right so they they had to figure that stuff out and and uh, part of it was just making sure they had that focus time at, at different times in the day cool yeah totally yeah hey that could help this summer for me mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah headphones, headphones. And books. she's gonna yeah. love headphones yeah, yeah. she will <laughs> yeah let her pick out her own headphones Ooh. oh my god she's gonna love it they're gonna be pink mm -hmm. and sparkly uh -huh. beep, beep, beep. and then you can go to the library or if you've got a, a device you can get I, um books on on the yeah. uh, internet you can download them onto your device and yeah, yeah. audio so exciting mm -hmm. all these doors are swinging wide open for us <laughs> oh we're on to dave's question yeah. all right go dave go okay i i'd just like to say it's a great sounds like a great project i've always been interested in uh small homes not necessarily the ones we see on tv but uh sort of more innovative approaches I guess one question I would have is uh, how much would it sort of cost to do an ideal uh, energy efficient 500 square foot home, uh, ideal not being necessarily granite and, you know, all the fancy stuff, but just with all the bells and whistles from an energy perspective. Ooh, Thank you very much. Interesting question. Um, and with one with like a thousand answers, because you can do it in all kinds of different ways. You can do it um, where you're, you're recycling and reusing materials and you're doing all the labor yourself and, and it's a fairly inexpensive project and you can go in the other direction and do for, all the automation and do all the, you know, the high end whatever's, but. Well, yeah. I think for, uh, I, I happen to know this gentleman. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he wouldn't be building himself or okay. uh, necessarily recycling materials okay. but it would be you know cost efficient cost. so it would be well it you know, also, and it also depends on the the builder that you t you use and what right. kind of finishes you want to get like the average house right now i happen to know this because i had to call my insurance company this week when they're comparing your insurance for replacement costs it's mm -hmm. 200 dollars a square foot that's that's what an, an insurance company will use as a measure of the value of your home Okay. Um, and often construction is usually like 100 to $150 a square foot. Okay. okay. So um, that's standard construction. When you add solar and batteries and all of the Specialty. other stuff on top of it, it again depends on the size of system you need. The system we ha have at our place is about three kilowatt um, kilowatts of panels. And uh, that's more than enough for us to do, to do our household needs through the summer it's a little shy in the winter um but it's it meets our needs and that system cost us probably all told it was probably about ten thousand dollars right right um the batteries themselves are about five thousand dollars for our system so batteries are one of the most expensive parts and okay solar panels have come way way down in cost they're way better now um but then you need inverters and generators and wiring and all the other stuff right. so it can 
Yeah, it can, it can add up pretty quick. It can totally add up and, and it could be, you know, you could do it on the, the low end of things and have just one panel for your very basic needs. And, you know, Megan, you guys probably have a fairly small system, mm -hmm. which probably only ended up costing you guys around a thousand bucks or maybe two thousand bucks. Less. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's everything in between, you know, and, and we ended up going for a bigger system because we wanted to be able to run the systems we need. Plus, we have a medical situation in our house. Right. My husband has to run dialysis machines, so Holy we shit, that's had right. to have the power mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So there's everything in between. But that kind of, I don't know if that's a good enough guideline. Is that answer yeah. the question? Yeah. I okay. think I would also add, you know, um, the spirit of resourcefulness is your greatest ally. Oh, for and sure. it's also the, it's not an easy road. It's a harder road and you have to be creative. And yeah. that's part of, that's part of the journey and the adventure of, of this uh, way of living and so. maybe kijiji is your friend i'll bet absolutely and your friends are your friend and the universe <laughs> is your friend. friend and everybody is out there Megan's trying to help friend. you make your your dreams happen i'm your friend for sure dave for sure. you have a new friend yeah it's megan Hi, dave. you're yeah. so lucky cool. Awesome. <laughs> cool. high five let's all go out for drinks perfect dim sum okay Dave Great. loves dim sum. Dave right? loves dim sum. Perfect. Dave loves and drinks dim sum. tequila maybe? and drinks. He does drink yeah. tequila. Awesome. He loves tequila. Dave, 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 Dave. Was there anything you guys wanted to add? Anything you wanted to cover that we haven't gone over? Yeah, I, no fresh. Small living for me is really about making choices for having less, and it's it's not just um, living in a tiny house, but it's living small with everything you do. It's choosing to do things with less of an impact. You know, we one going to the grocery store and take your cloth bag Two take your recycle reusable containers, three buy things with less plastic, you know, four consume less five go to the value village and buy your clothes at value village. You don't need to buy brand new clothing. You know, there's, and you know, even though I do have, a lot of the newer technologies and I deal with that side of things, I try to offset that with other choices that mm -hmm. I make in my life. And and there's lots of ways to do small living. And it's just a matter of making choices along the way. Actually, I've heard that uh, clothing in landfills, it's like Terrific. one of the biggest issues yeah. in landfills, if not the biggest. Yeah. Um, I don't know the numbers at all. But a lot of clothes in landfills and our clothes are basically made of plastic right yeah six trade clothes with people that's the uh, some of yeah. my best clothes, clothes are just uh, almost all my clothes are other people's clothes yeah <laughs> thanks megan you've brought me a lot yeah, of things you yeah, me things yeah. Too. Perfect. i love the clothing swap yeah it's the best. we haven't done that in brooke in a long time we should do that again let's do a clothing swap yeah you're all invited you're all invited <laughs> listeners it's at bridget's house no, 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 no. We'll all fit in just nice come and cozy. Come to my class. Come to my Let's all go to Megan's class. I just want to add to like just sort of a broader perspective of like why do people want to live this way anyway? It's because we want the freedom that we get from it, the financial freedom from not not um, having to pay all the big bills of having a big house and buying all the stuff. And so you know, enjoy that and have that be the reward of all your hard work being resourceful and all, all Well, that. I, I remember yeah. meeting you guys when you first made your decision to move from the house. I came to your house. That was hard. And yeah. you guys were trying to make that decision to, to do with less and figure out how to step away from the consumer life that you'd already started into. And it was a big decision for you guys. Yeah. 
Well, it was hard because we started out in a 10 by 10, 100 square foot cabin and thought, oh, we're going to build a house. It's going to be great. Um, this is sort of the path that ended us up where we are now in our bus is we built this beautiful house. We did it all ourselves and it still cost us loads and loads of cash. It made us very unhappy. It made us slaves to our job or like me, a single, single parent while um, my husband was constantly working and stuff. We were not happy. We didn't have the lifestyle we want. And that's why we live the way we do, because now we both work for our time. We have time for each other and our family, and we're able to enjoy life. So that's what comes with the sacrifice of not having the stuff in the bigger space. Right. So mm -hmm. You're free. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Freedom! Free-ish. Yeah. Free-ish. Thanks so much for coming, you guys. It's it super fun to talk having with you. Yes. I always yeah, say, thanks. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're so welcome. <laughs> you owe us $50 each. So <laughs> I'll pay. I'll pay you. I'll pay it. Pay up. I'm giving you a tip, too. Ooh, just, just the tip. Okay, tip. <laughs> just the tip. Bridget, where can we find you? For my building science stuff, I'm on Instagram, and I'm building science girl. Oh, on cool. Instagram. Awesome. Um, but then I'm also for my artwork. I'm eco thread art. Oh, so it's so on beautiful. Instagram and Facebook. And I have a website threadpaintedart.com. Check it out. Check it out. You're not going to friggin believe it. Yeah, it's just amazing. Amazing. Thanks. Oh, Megan. Megan, where can we find you? I on Instagram spin dance fly. Oh. Follow me pictures. I'm a dancer too. So oh, you're such a dancer. <laughs> I was talking about it in your intro that you weren't here for. Oh. But Megan Hoop dances and it's just like, oh my God. I was watching the Star Trek episode last night and there was a woman doing that thing with the ball where she rolls it like down the oh, arm and I the love other. Those. Can oh, you do that? Because with you the do soccer stuff ball. with hoops that looks like you that. You can use anything as a prop. I was, you know, prop dancing with some pumpkins and squash. What? It was awesome. Is it was that really on your cool. Instagram? There's one with an apple. I think the one with the pumpkin is, yeah. Yes, I remember down. the one with the apple. Yeah. Just scroll apple. left. You can no, dance with anything. Absolutely. Totes. Get your dance on. Yep. You have a mm -hmm. yurt as well that you dance in, right? Yes. Your dance yurt. Yeah. That's her dance, dance studio. Mm -hmm. Yurt it up. Sarah, where can we find you? Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Little right crew dot art. That's where you can find me and my Instagram <laughs> that I'm starting and I, I want everyone to know I got my tattoo inks in this nice. week so Hooray. I'm gonna start poking around start poking people when? ASAP what are you doing right now right now let's get your poke okay. on I'm ready just a tip <laughs> I poke her in the eye Jesus <laughs> don't poke in the eye no I heard a story last year no about somebody getting a no oh. no <laughs> oh. can't. I can't we can't I'm, I'm sorry gross. Okay. tattoo in the eye no oh Eye tattoo. Oh. No. Mm, really <laughs> gross. <laughs> Melody, where can we find you? MelodyStarkweather.ca. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Some art. The show is at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. Um, and there are links there to subscribe. Subscribe, to guys. channel you use. Fucking subscribe. iTunes, Google Play. Give Stitcher. us some stars. Five. All of them. Stars. Even if you don't like it. I don't give a shit. Give me all your stars. Give them to me now. Or I'll burn your house down. I won't. I'm kidding. Oh, I will kill you. You sweeties. <laughs> you sweet baby angels. Give me all your stars. 
Thanks again for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. You lovely ladies. Bye, guys. And remember, it's, it's a, a jungle, jungle out there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in a house, if you take a big dump and it's going to be stinky in there, you keep the door closed until it goes away. (laughs)